Welcome back to another great edition of After the Season Podcast with your host, J.C. Ruffin. That be me. Uh, family, if you're new here or if you are family because you've already parked it, you already know the episode's getting ready to be fired. But, of course, this does not do well without you like, comment, sharing, and, of course, subscribe. Push that button immediately because this episode is getting ready to be another fire one. As always, you know I bring you the heat. And what else would I bring DJ Heat to the actual family. Oh my goodness. This is this is literally family, okay? Yeah, um man. I know I know a little bit of what I know mm-hmm. as far as your story is concerned, but today we going we going peel the layer back if okay. you will. All right. Okay. Like an onion. Yeah, for real. 100%. Okay. It's given onion, it's given orange, it's given, you know, <laughs> Bananas, all, of all of that. Yeah, it's yeah, given real cabbage. fruit and vegetables. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of organic. Organic. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> International DJ, DJ for uh different hosts, uh different uh, uh artists, uh the Wizards, the Mystics, the Capital City Go-Go, the, the, the Capitals. Like, <laughs> like she the DJ for so many events, WNBA All-Star. Um, but she started as a ball girl for the Washington Mystics. Yeah. That is full circle in itself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was a ball girl for their very first season okay. of the Mystics. And when I got hired as the DJ, it was their 20th anniversary season. Wow. So I was like, that was a definite full circle 20 years in the Yeah, America. 100%. Yeah. So let's, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. Mm-hmm. So I'm not familiar, but I know you are so ingratiated within the sports world. Did you ever play sports? I did. Okay. I did. I, I was bad at it, but <laughs> I, I've, I've always loved basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming up as a kid, watching basketball, collecting basketball cards, mm-hmm. collecting all sports cards. I was. I've always been a big sports fanatic. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, mm-hmm. but basketball was always my main love. Right. Um, I, I feel like I should have started off in, in junior high elementary school okay. when the coach was 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 begging me. Because you know how it is when, once they see that, that you're tall. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, you know, I was one of the tallest girls mm-hmm. in my school at okay. the time for that young age. So they, they was trying to get me on, but I don't, I don't know why I just wasn't. You wasn't I, feeling it. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it. Then once I, once I got to high school, and I, and I only played, like, one season on my team in high school. But by then, she was more like to just go out there and y'all have fun oh, type nah. of coach. So I didn't learn any – I never learned any fundamentals or, or, or anything as opposed to, you know, like – Right now, listen, the kids yeah. got it all. 100%. 100%. Right now, to get them ready, I'm like, man. I'm, I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Because I'm like, yo, if I was a kid in this generation with yeah. my love of basketball, I, I could at least get into so many different like mm-hmm. other programs yeah. or camps or whatnot. But yeah, yeah I, I miss my calling back then. <laughs> uh, as, much, as much as I love basketball, I would just, you know, just shoot hoops around yeah. for fun. Yeah. I, 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 listen, it, I, I know it, I can't. I, I, I wasn't going to nobody's league or, or nobody's college i was dumb enough to try out in college they probably was looking at me like it was, it was smart you can say you did it I, I did i tried out but it's probably like man she up in here wasting our time <laughs> but but you crossed it off of your bucket list i, I did you, you know, know what i'm saying it so it's, it was it's not that you didn't want to do it you like you said you just didn't have the fundamentals yeah. that that would bring you to the place where mm-hmm. you say okay even though this is a dream I know it may not come true, right? But I'm gonna at least try I, it. This, I gave it a shot. That's half the battle by itself, though. That's <laughs> half the battle, uh, especially you being a native Washingtonian. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was somebody played basketball, and it was like yeah. in a specific area too. Oh yeah. Uh, so it wasn't that you weren't, you know, around it. It mm-hmm. was just like, like you said, the wrong people or maybe the wrong atmosphere. Yeah, the just, wrong, just, it just, it just wasn't the, the right time, or, or you know, as I look at it, it's, it's not the path that universe. Mm-hmm. Chose for me, you know. Yeah. You know, the good Lord knows that He loves that I love music and mm-hmm. I love sports. So he's like, "Hey, you're not going to be playing the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing music, music. <laughs> at, at your, your your favorite team's game. <laughs> so, so okay. So not playing. Mm-hmm. How did this translate or transition you into DJing? Like, did you always start DJing, or were you playing instruments before going into being a DJ? Um. My love of DJing came, I guess, uh, a few years later. So I, I started loving DJing when I was like 13 years old, okay. like 12, 13. You know, I fell in love with, with music and I, and I fell in love with, with hearing DJs. Like like the craziest thing about it, I always tell people uh, it was the 
Rex and FX Rump Shaker remix okay. that made me fall in love with DJing because that remix had like a DJ cutting on it. And I, and I would always like mimic it, okay. even though I wasn't technically a DJ yet. So, but um, I turned 13, got my summer job with DC Summer Youth Employment Program. Shout, shout, shout. Yeah, shout Murray and Bird. Murray and Bird, okay. Bird, that program, man. Forever mayor. Forever mayor. Yeah. So I, I saved up my money when I was 13, saved up every paycheck, and, and bought my first set of turntables. Okay, so <laughs> back then, yeah. when that program was happening, mm-hmm. that paycheck looked like what? <laughs> it, it was very small because like, okay. I'm, I'm showing my age, but I think back then uh, I was making like three fifteen an hour. I mean, as a kid, thirteen three fifteen an hour, right. and you saved this up is the every 90s, check, y'all. This is the nineties, but so. you saved up every check. Yeah, I literally saved up every paycheck because I, I you know, the Source magazine was hot back then. Again, mm-hmm. showing my age, and ain't like we, there was no internet that we could go online and order. Right. We was ordering stuff out of magazines yep. and catalogs. Yep. So there was this company in the Source magazine that was always selling DJ equipment, and they had like a DJ starter package. What? And it was like two ninety nine ninety five. So the equivalent of what Amazon is today. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I, I actually called them and asked them, yo, how much is it with tax and shipping and handling? Mm-hmm. And they told me the total price. So I had that price written down so I could know how much to save for my paycheck. And then once I got, literally, it literally took every paycheck wow. to, to get it and, you know, sent off again, showing age and how things were different. Got a money order. Uh-huh. Sent out the money order. We yeah. had to do wait, wait four to eight weeks. Weeks <laughs> for them to get it, process it, and send it. Exactly. <laughs> Compared to you know Amazon, as soon as we hit order, we like we looking out the window. But no, like, like okay, that? can I get? Where's my notification? Right, where is like, that? And that's so, I'm not gonna lie. That's a great feeling when the package is on the way. And you get that notification. Listen, just now, but before we sat down, I got a notification like, oh my package. <laughs> and I, like literally, the spoiledness because I just ordered it two days ago. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, times have drastically changed. Yeah, Man. So okay, went from ball girl mm-hmm. to DJing to ordering your own equipment. Are you self-taught? Uh no. I I got to give some credit to uh, a lot of credit. Shout out to the homie DJ RBI. Okay, you know, he's a dope DJ in DC. So when I first got the equipment, yes, because you know I'm 13 and about to show my age again. We're going to show it the whole show. We're going to show it the whole show. So back in the Dizzy, <laughs> it ain't like now where you had like YouTube courses and people you could go online and learn mm-hmm. things. So again, I ordered like a How to DJ video mm-hmm. out of the Source magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I would watch that video or I was ordering mixtapes as well okay. and hearing what the DJs were doing or they mixtapes. Shout out to DJ Lazy K, very dope female DJ. And she's one of the first mixtape DJs that I grew to love. Like, I would listen to her mixtapes okay. and just try to mimic what was going on. But it was down the line years later, like, after I, you know, graduating high school, uh, I put an ad in the Washington City paper. Wow. Because their music section let musicians run free ads. So it was just, it was like a, a marketplace for musicians to try to collab. Back then, you know, we put ads in the Washington City paper. So I put an ad saying I was looking for a mentor to help me with, with my DJing and, you know, other stuff. And DJ RBI, he he reached out and he really taught me. You know, like how you talk about basketball, I wish I would have learned the it's fundamentals. About, yeah. DJ RBI taught me the fundamentals, fundamentals and everything about DJing. He had me listen to, I actually brought this up uh, recently, how he had me listen to the adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel on vinyl and like like wow. other records where the DJ was very, very prominent. We know like like the early days of hip hop, the mm-hmm. DJs were very prominent right. on the hip hop records. So he had me listen to a lot of records like that and was teaching me this and that. And to this day, he still teaches young people how to DJ. But I want to backtrack because you mm-hmm. said something important because a lot of a lot of today's generation yeah. don't Put, they think putting themselves out on social media mm-hmm. is is the only way, right? Right. One, you sourced out finding out how to put yourself in an ad. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you even hear about the the placement of it? Was that taught through some other? Like, how did you hear about the being able to put the free ads in yeah. the newspaper? Um, well, another thing about me, a lot of people don't realize, I am a big reading buff. I like mm. reading everything. So the Washington City paper, it was a free paper that would come out every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And especially like, you know, back then, you know, I'm riding Metro to get around. And what we going to do, we going to grab a free paper and right. read. And that's how I got, you know, aware of their music section 
with it was like all types of advertisements in there. Shout out to uh Judah, who's a producer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I came across Judah as well. He mm-hmm. was putting ads in there. So that's that's what it was. And, and then, then you put in and then you asked for help though. Yeah. Like you didn't say book me. No. You said no. I need help. <laughs> right, right. <'Cause laughs> I'm not at the level to be booked yet. I'm right. like, I, I need to get these basics and these fundamentals Child. down. So who out there that could help me and yeah. like DJ RB, he was like the only one that replied to that. But that's that's all I needed. Needed, yeah. Just needed one. Just needed one because you know it was tough. Like it's it wasn't as many DJs. We don't see as many DJs back then mm-hmm. as we see now. Now, since, oh, no, you know, no. since you know it's easier with the different levels of equipment that Correct. you can purchase. So and YouTube, yeah, and YouTube. <laughs> so it was kind of tougher for me. So I'm I'm glad and, and I'm thankful that mm-hmm. you know there was a, a DJ in DC that reached out to me. Right. Yeah. Especially like in the city, paid attention. Yeah. And they were reading as well. Yeah. Check it out that 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 free section. Yeah. In, in the city paper. <laughs> so we go from there. Okay. So by the time we are, this, what age? Is this that you did this? Uh, like seventeen. So seventeen. Yeah. So in high school you went to, uh, McKinley Tech High School. In okay. DC. Were you DJing in high school? I wasn't. I wasn't DJing in high school. Okay. Uh, people knew that you know that was my goal. Okay. To be a DJ and also to be on radio. So I I went to McKinley because you know McKinley wasn't my neighborhood school because mm-hmm. I'm I'm living in Southeast DC. Mm-hmm. So technically I should have went to Eastern High School. Got it. I believe that was my neighborhood school for, Got it. for me to go to based off where I live. But in DC, if you're taking a special program that a high school offers, you could go to a high school outside your jurisdiction. Okay. So okay. McKinley Tech had a communications program where they was offering TV, radio, journalism, somewhat. Shout you out know, to Tech. All the, yeah, shout out to McKinley Tech back then. So that's why I went there. So they they always knew that, you know, I wanted to be a DJ. They know I was like, you know, the big music head. Got it. You know, I was I was the big hip hop head as well. I would always have like the, the newest music on, on cassette or okay. CD. You know, I was always buying the, the hip hop magazine. So my magazine would end up being passed around the classroom. <laughs> passed around. Ain't nobody doing work. Ain't nobody doing work. But we in an assembly. Like I had some friends. They just knew I would always have some magazines on yeah. me. They were like, Nicole, you got some magazines with you? <laughs> of course I did. Like, here, which you want? You want write on magazine? You want you want the source? Which one? Yeah. You look at? <laughs> yeah. So okay. By this time, do you have a a DJ name? Not, yes and no. Okay. What was? Do you remember what it was? Yeah. yeah okay. Different names. So there, actually, during that time period as well, I was just so into hip hop and wanting to be a rapper. Okay, wait, hold on. You were spitting bars too? Yeah, I, I wait a minute. Where, 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 where are we going with this? Spitting little, spitting little <laughs> bars. And we even had like a little hip hop club and, and whatnot there at McKinley. So the different names I went through, this is this is all through high school. Okay. Um, oh, wait. So it was every year. You know, you know how kids are. We don't. Our attention spans. So, I get it. I get it. It so just didn't stick. It didn't <laughs> stick. None of them stick. So, all right. So the first name I went with. Cause this is when I first started like writing rhymes. I think I was like probably like 14, 15 when okay. I wrote my first first rhymes. And I was calling myself Lady Evil. Lady Evil. Because Yeah, I was please get into this. I like adults will always tell me why I'm looking so evil. Uh-huh. Like I guess it just has this 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 resting face. Yeah, yeah. And everybody thought it was me. Yeah. And, but so many people will call it evil. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna call myself Lady Evil. Jesus. Then yeah. <laughs> then I went on, I called myself uh I think once I, I it was Lady Evil for a while. So around that time is also in high school is when I thought of heat. Okay. As well. But I was like keep it i'm gonna keep it on back burn I'm, I'm like, but, but heat is another dope one i remember i'm sitting in math class i'm like okay I'm a, maybe heat so then other rap names i went through it was uh analytic the chosen one how did we get there i mean because that i went through my super backpacker phase <laughs> i was listening to like cannabis oh my and, goodness you know, like a lot of Wu Tang, like all yeah, the you was you all was the knee deep back with the lyrical miracle, fearing you. We gonna tear all that type yeah, of you rap, was, yeah, 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 like yeah. that. So like, yeah, analyst the chosen one because you know I'm a Virgo and we known for analyzing things. Okay, so, okay. And then I feel like hip hop chose me. <laughs> So yeah, so it was analytic, the chosen one. Analyze the chosen one. Yeah, analytic, the chosen one. And then the other name I went by was Constant. 
Okay. And because I realized when I would write rhymes, I would use the word constant, constant a lot. <laughs> so hey, yo. constant was like, at least you was thinking about you. I was th- listen that, that that backpack rap had me, girl. So I did constant is you know uh, I went with he- I went with heat. I was like, all right, this is going to be the DJ name. So I all of these names DJ. were being birthed to be a rapper, not a DJ first. Yeah, yeah. Heat was the only one I think I I, I did keep as With, far as DJing. Okay. But all those other names were just for rapping. Wow. <laughs> okay, did you do any talent shows rapping? Did I do any talent shows rapping? Nah. Okay. Because I was about to say, how far did we go I with that? Re- I can't remember. No, I didn't. Because you I, shot your shot playing basketball. Shot, nah. <laughs> so who did you shoot your rapping shot? Nah, I would. <laughs> all right. So this is going to show again like that nerd backpack hip hop era. This is when the internet was starting to come into play. Okay. And so rap message boards were a big thing. Got it. So I used to be in battles online. Typing out your rap. Listen, I want a, I want a lot of yo. The Nas message board was hey, popping. Yo, shout out to the Nas message board. <laughs> Them rap battles on the Nas message board, they were epic. Listen, I was champion like a few weeks. Look, listen, I'm at Morgan going to the computer lab. Like, yo, I got to get this type up this this battle yeah, right. on this message board. But yeah, I was on, like on a lot of different message boards. Like, wow. just, just wanting to to battle and stuff or write out. Lyrics. There was a Wu Tang message board I was on that was super dope as okay. well. Okay, so it so was like a com- it was a community for for hip hop. Yeah, and and for people that inspired to be a part of hip hop. Yeah, even more in depth. Um, for those who are lost in what the <laughs> message board is. So right. basically, what you tweet right. publicly was done privately. Exactly. And, but it right. was more hip hop. Listen, message boards with the early Twitter. <laughs> Very much so. A hundred percent. That was almost. That was towards the end of the or beginning of. Uh, the top five about to come in with before black. That was like right in the middle of Black Planet. Let's like right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I tried to log into my MySpace recently. Hey, me too. <laughs> okay. I want them photos. All right, we're talking. We we'll get ready. To, we get ready to show. Our head. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So so now you're you're at DJ Heat before. Is this by the time you graduate mm-hmm. from high school or? So is this at this uh, time? DJ Heat is starting to get birth more uh, in college, towards the end of college. Towards the end. Okay. Yeah. So take take me to from high school mm-hmm. to selecting. Uh, you went to an HBCU. I yes. will I will tell I will let you tell which yes. HBCU. Morgan State University. <laughs> we are the best. Oh we don't my. take no mess. Oh my goodness! Here we go. <laughs> uh, uh, salute the Morgan. But um, so why why Morgan? Cause you're from DC. You could have went to Howard. You could have went to Bowie. <laughs> could have went. In, you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Why Morgan? Uh, what's funny is, it, growing up, I was like, I'm going to go to Howard. Okay. But then I was like, okay, I need to get out of DC because you know we know DC in the '90s was wilding. Wilding. And I just end up in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and even more wilding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so what's funny is actually every college i applied to was a hbcu okay and every college was actually in georgia except for morgan wow um my top choice that i wanted was uh clark atlanta okay actually i um, see that um i also applied to morris brown okay and savannah state oh yeah okay and and morgan uh when clark atlanta sent that letter with the price yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, you know, I, I got I got accepted. Yeah. That package that came in, though, I was like, Yep. Mm-hmm. Next. We're going up 295, <laughs> Morgan. It is. But again, you know, it's all with the, the choices that the universe is going to make that's, that's yeah. best for you and, and, and best for the path. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't I don't regret it at all. Like, yeah. I was telling somebody the other day, man, if I probably went to Clark Atlanta, I probably wouldn't have got no work done. Oh, yeah. Because that's Atlanta doing, you got to think, like, that's like, Late '90s when Atlanta was on this explosion. Yeah, Freak Nick, yeah, and all of the other good situations that mm-hmm. was happening. Yeah, I say that about A and T. I know for a fact that if I hadn't went to North Carolina A and T, I'd have been home <laughs> the same about the same semester I got dropped off. Listen, <laughs> I wouldn't have made it. So everything worked out for us for a reason. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Thank you, Bowie State and Elizabeth City State University. <laughs> all right, so we're in freshman year. Mm-hmm. Are you now? Of course. You don't necessarily have to be extroverted at this point, mm-hmm. 
but you're going to HBCU, exposed yeah. to black excellence. Yeah. Every day you walk out of your room, mm-hmm. you see somebody that looks like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, your classes are smaller. Mm-hmm. You get more intimate type of situation. Freshman year, are you marketing yourself towards being a DJ, or are you just being a student on campus? I'm just being a student and trying to survive, because for me, this is my first time like out of D.C. Mm-hmm. For, for this long a time. Like, even, even though... We say like oh like DC and Baltimore only forty five minutes apart. It's still two different worlds. It's two, different. It's two entirely different worlds. And here I am. I'm coming from. I'm coming from southeast, mm-hmm. southeast. So I'm. Oh, I'm I get it. I'm used to things that I've been seeing. Even you know through my my senior year of high school, there was a lot of craziness that went on in McKinley Tech mm-hmm. during our senior year. To me, being this environment, so this this is this is crazy. So. Um, the biggest thing that I really had to adjust to mm-hmm. while going from being in D.C. to being in college at Morgan was the PG County students. Really? Because, like, and, and this is no knock to them, no knock to how it is. I am right. What? And, and, and no knock to how anybody grew up. But, mm-hmm. you know, me growing up in Southeast, mm-hmm. we saw PG County as the promised land. So we like, yeah. y'all got houses, yeah. y'all got, yeah. you know, y'all got these these schools, y'all catching actual school Ooh, buses to get to, yeah. y'all got to go, y'all got the malls and all that, That's mm-hmm. we got to go grocery shopping, because I lived in a food, de- where I, listen, my neighborhood where I grew up is still a food desert, That's they it. still don't got a, yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. a grocery store. Like, they just they just changed the... The hill on uh, as soon as you cross, I think mm-hmm. that's over Ca- East Capitol. Oh yeah, they turned that into like a vegetation space where yeah, you can go I get. Yeah, it's it crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's because it's ironically. So I I <laughs> <laughs> I resided in PG County, but my parents was determined to raise us in DC. Gotcha. So <laughs> I have I had the best of both worlds, <laughs> but it wasn't every day. It was like, no, you're going to get this. Yeah. You're going you gonna to grow up like this. <laughs> but you're going to see that there's another side uh, to yeah. this at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, because at the time, like, I technically was supposed to go to Woodson. Okay. So, if we had stayed around, because around 54th and yeah. Bass in Southeast, yeah. we had stayed around there, we was going to the tower. Yeah, right. So, tower power. At the, it ain't, ain't no tower at all no more, child. It's a whole, fl- it's just two levels. That's it. That's, oh. They got a swimming pool over there now, child. What swimming pool? What we was what swimming pool? Oh, swimming in the Man, what? <laughs> Literally jumped in it. Okay, <laughs> ain't no way. Okay, so so yeah, so I got to see the best. So that's the reason why I was curious as to the reason why. But I yeah. never thought of it that yeah. way because I, like I said, raised around them, but resided over here as mm-hmm. well. And you know, towards like the earlier. Like maybe mid part of my life, like yeah. that's when we were in PG County, uh-huh. but we never was not around yeah. the way. Right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why it was different for me. And they all kept referring to themselves as PG County. But so mm. I'm like, but what city you from though? Right. Like, right. Had, like other people on campus, not from you know the DC metro area, mm-hmm. really thought PG County was a city because mm-hmm. how it was. Yeah. That, to me, I felt like, man, y'all trying to act tough and uh, like. But you had it all. Again, like I said, <laughs> PG County was the promised land. Yeah. To be, like, you know, people, you, you listen, the path for people, some people in D.C., listen, you're going to grow up, you're going to graduate, you're going to get a good government job, and you're going to get you a house in, in Upper so. Marlboro. Very so, much like, so. <laughs> the richest county in the world. Yeah. So. By black people. E.G. County. Listen, so I'm like, y'all like, I'm coming from, from I'm coming from Ward 7. Like, yeah. I'm in one of the poorest places. Yeah. And y'all acted, y'all acted wilder than me. Yeah. Like, no, so. no, no, no. So, no, so they, I guess, no, they still do. So that was, that was like the biggest difference for me that I had to adjust to. And I, I had no friends mm-hmm. there. So I'm just trying to like, just, just find myself, period, and, 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 and get adjusted to just, just being on my own and being like this, this young and and dumb college student. <laughs> Going to an HBCU will show you who you are in a, in a five second time span. Listen. You don't need five minutes. You just need five no. seconds. You walk on campus and the first thing you go is woo. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's it. Because it's I mean, you never seen it's a lot of people sometimes, and I've heard this statement before. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't choose HBCUs because they say I already know how to be black. Mm. But the statement also shows how much we 
technically don't appreciate sometimes yeah. us being black right to be in the same atmosphere that a lot of people fought for us not to go to or create that is true so when we go in these spaces and we can continue to boss up the way we are coming mm -hmm. from lower level underfunded colleges and universities Amen. and still be ceos bosses exactly. executives all of these other different things it's like you produce International DJs, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Produce host and television yeah. personalities and, on and, on. and a sports agents and all these Listen, other different things. Engineers, and, doctors. Yeah. So, you know, it just goes to show that just because you know how to be black doesn't mean you right. can't get the uplift and the community that no. you need. And I try to tell people, you know, it's so many other different cultures as well. Yeah. You know, we getting people from, people tend to forget that, you know, we had people from all over the world mm -hmm. that come to HBCUs. So mm -hmm. we got exposed to those cultures, especially, you know, when they, when, you know, they, they start their groups and organizations and, and we get to, you know, go to the events that they put on yeah. and, and get exposed to that. Even being exposed to different cities, you yeah. know, for me getting exposed to people from Philly and Jersey, that was something else as well. well yeah. It's a whole different <laughs> ball whole, game at that point. So you went from go go to club to Baltimore club to Jersey club right, to, like, to, to Meek Mill. Like, no. exactly, <laughs> right, like all the music and all the different culture. Like people like, forget about that part about HBCU. Yeah. It is still multicultural. Yeah, very much so. Okay, so let's jump into now after your freshman year. Mm -hmm. In the time, when did you start realizing, or because the one thing that's beneficial about HBCU is you can start your career on campus. Mm -hmm. Student activities, uh, student leadership, mm -hmm. off, uh, office student life, whatever it might be yeah. at, at that university allows the opportunities not only for you to start, but to get paid right. from your university, Amen. building your craft. Mm -hmm. At what point do you do you ever start getting involved on campus mm -hmm. or at, at, at what point does that happen for you? Um, it happened pretty much immediately. For me, the one thing, well, it was two things I, I was involved with. Um, Heavy. One of them I wrote for Morgan State's uh, paper, The Spokesman. Nice. So um, I eventually made my way to the entertainment editor. Okay. Where, you know, I was, you know, when I first started developing relationships mm -hmm. with record labels. And also wrote, like, other, uh, I think I ended up, during my tenure there, I ended up writing something in every section of the paper. Nice. So I did, you know, investigative news. I made, like, front page. I did sports stories. I did features, blah, 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 because... Again, I, I love reading, and mm. I had really enjoyed writing okay. and telling stories okay. and, and getting stories out. And the other thing, being involved in, immediately at Morgan, is um, I actually had an Army ROTC scholarship. Nice. Yeah. So because, again, so going back to talk about how, you know, like the the financial package is right, right. But still, you know, we still got to get everything covered. Correct. You know, I'm coming from uh, a single parent household. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom didn't go to college. You know, her her mom didn't go to college. So this is something. So you was the first. Yeah, yeah. So uh -huh. this is something new that we, we trying to figure out together. So one of the letters I had got in the mail. You know, once you once you get into a college, you start getting the letters from all the different organizations. Right. Right. Like you know, ROTC was like, hey, you know, join Army ROTC. You know, you can earn a scholarship, pay for everything. Dang. Blah 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 mm -hmm. blah. So, yeah, like, I, I joined freshman year, and I did get a scholarship uh, for my next three years that, okay. that covered everything, tuition, room and board, gave me a stipend on the first and 15th, paid for books as well. Wow. Uh, but I, I gave it all up, though, um, my third year. Okay. Because that, that third year, which was, like, you know, my fourth year of college, is when you start, they start preparing you to go to, uh, actually enlist camp camp and train it right because one it. thing about army rotc you know they training you to be become a second lieutenant mm -hmm. in the army and commission yeah yeah and and with me accepting that scholarship that's the agreement as well like we agree to give you this money you agree to Just go to right, go to, to training enlist, basic right, training and train. enlist um well like i don't I don't want i don't want to do military Terrorist, it, yeah yeah you know i did it to try to get through college and my main goal was I went to Morgan for, for radio. Right. You know, I was majoring in communications. My concentration was radio production. I was like, nah. So that summer that I'm supposed to go away to camp is also the same summer where I could finally uh, meet the criteria to get an internship. Got it. So 
And it was my dream to work at WPGC. So right. I applied for an internship at WPGC and I got it. So nice. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm definitely not going to Canada. Yeah, no. So, you know, I, I had salute to, to those who can. Yeah, salute to those who can. Like, don't knock anybody that do it. But I know my path. I know yeah. my passion. So I ended up giving up that scholarship. And to this day, you know, still got to uh, pay it back because that's a government debt. <laughs> wow. So listen, people be happy for tax season. I'm like, it's going mine. Mine it's goes going to the military. Wow, wow. <laughs> so they made you pay basically, so is it two and a half or three years back? Three years back. So you got to pay three, three years, years back. Three years back of tuition plus the room and board. Like I said, it covered. Godly. It's so it's full tuition, room and board. My stipend on the 1st and the 15th, and they paid for our books each semester. Oh, they said, nah, you ain't, yeah, nah, you going to, so, either way, we going to get you. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like tax season is like, uh. Yeah, all right, go the ahead. Army. There y'all go. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Woo. God. Yeah, but for me, I'm like, hey, is but it got you where you are. It got me. It got me to to where I am. I don't even look at it as as that. I mean, it's just like I'm accepting it, just as like how we yeah. accept we go to college and we take right. these classes as an investment and whatnot. Like, hey, it's a sacrifice mm-hmm. I had to make. It's, it's all good. Okay, so you grew up Southeast kid. Mm-hmm. PGC was the number one station. Yeah. at the time. Yeah, but that commute. Mm-hmm. From Baltimore mm-hmm. to PGC, how how long did you have to do? Because when did the internship start? Uh, it was actually a summer internship. Okay, so, so you yeah. were already back at home. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, so I was good. Uh, commute actually came into play um, after I, I I got hired after my internship. Okay, good. Okay. So so at the internship, what did you actually have to do? Uh, I I got assigned to uh, Big Tigger. Nice. You shout know. out to the big bro. Yeah, shout out to the homie Tigger. Uh, and also, I want to shout out to, to Thea Mitchum as well. Okay. Because we know, listen, Thea, Thea the big dog at our heart. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So, so Thea is, was working at WPGC at the time, and that's who I interviewed with. Ah. And, and she was like, based off my interests and what I like, she was like, you'd be the perfect fit to be Tigger's intern. <laughs> So I always got to shout out. The alignment. <laughs> Listen, because she's like, you know, because I really loved hip hop mm-hmm. and all that, you yeah. know, with Tigger being Mr. Rap City, City at the time. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's how it worked out. A lot of people forget that Tigger did morning radio, yeah. afternoon radio. All, he did radio in D.C. Right. A lot of people forget that. Uh, yeah, they forget that. And yeah. and I'm lucky at that time at WPGC where, you know, just about everybody at BET was working. Working at, yep. Because, you know, we had Donnie Simpson. Yep. And, you know, he's on video so as well. Yep, you yep. know, Adimu was there while he was doing, like, Teen Summit. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like... Perfect match It was like the, the pipeline. It was like a PGC, BT pipeline. And we so. still had the soundstage here at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So it was amazing. It was like, oh, okay, you want to go into television too? Here yeah. you go. <laughs> here, here <laughs> right. you go. Here you go. So that's, that's how it was. So I learned a lot from Tigger, you know, was helping him get his show in order because you know back back in those days again it wasn't radio wasn't fully digital yet right so all the commercials were still playing off of carts mm-hmm. so i have all his carts lined up and for the commercials and for his intros and this and that and yeah, taking calls and put <laughs> i would like to say that i'm so glad that i never had to go through that oh uh, loading carts Listen. so glad i never because i learned it mm-hmm. i'm so glad i never had. To oh you know did, did you learn uh again so uh, the good thing about being in a radio program when I was at McKinley Tech, you know, we learned how to edit. But, you know, with the reel, mm-hmm. the slicer. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, then I... typing it back together. Mm-mm. Listen, bring me a reel-to-reel machine right now. Nope, nope. I'm going to mark that sucker with nope. the chalk. I'm going to nope. slice it. Then nope. I'm going to cut it back together. She can do that. <laughs> I won't. Okay. <laughs> nope. I'm fine with new today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So PGC. Yeah. Okay. He gets all this information from Tigger. Mm-hmm. Get to see the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Graduate from Morgan. Yes. At this point, what's the next move? Because that that ball girl is still itching a little bit in the sports arena. Yeah. So how does how do we get to how do we get Ooh. to the, from the itch yeah. to the the scratch? If yeah, you will. the itch to the scratch. Oh man, was still forever loving sports. While at Morgan, you know, we would cover um, our sports team if we could. Um, there was a, a brother that actually had a a program that he started for people that wanted to work in sports. Okay. It was called Sports and Learning at Morgan. He called it SLAM, Sports and Learning. I like it at Morgan. 
and got to do like it was like some celebrity basketball game that happened and I got to help out with that so that itch was always there uh after graduating college I had been fired from WPGC at that Sheesh. point they say if you've never been fired from radio you yeah yeah I mean I got, I got rehired it. like two like a few years later okay after after getting fired but once college graduation had happened uh I was I was already fired from PGC at that point did he tell you why you got fired? Yeah, yeah. So this is what happened. Like it was like my senior. I was I was in college for five years. You know, okay. sometimes you need that extra time. Ain't nobody more today. You got happened. a degree. Listen, <laughs> I kept taking the, the the slow people math, <laughs> and I couldn't pass it. So you know, but you can't. Pass, and that joint don't even count for nothing. It don't. So it kept pushing me further back. <laughs> I, think, I took that daggone slow people math like every year because that's how <laughs> math is not my subject. I could not pass this math class to save my life. She's taking pre algebra every year. Bruh, like they still try to teach me one plus one is two, and I'm not yeah, getting it. Not basic I, equations. I'm, I'm not crying. getting it. I failed that sucker three, four times. There you go. Um, oh, I know. Oh, God. I know somebody right. is like, that was me, too. It's All me. right. I'm not, listen, math is not my strong point. So, um, senior year, um, at Morgan, um, I'm writing for the spokesman, like I said, and the spoke, they had this big, there was this big new college newspaper conference okay. in New Orleans. It turns out that conference was the same time as WPGC's for Sisters Only, ah. which was a mandatory event. I hadn't been showing face. And this and this where I had to learn like the politics of radio. Like Got even it. if you're not, if you're trying to make you get your name out there, even if you're not scheduled, st still, still just show, show up. up. I, and I wasn't doing that, so I wasn't even saying that for sisters only was this week and it was mandatory because I'm I'm focused on New Orleans, right. you know. So Reggie Rouse, big dog, he calls me up. He's like, Nikki, where you at? I'm like, I'm in New Orleans. Blah blah blah. He's like, Well, for sisters only, what's today? Is mandatory? See you when you get back. Saw that man when I got back. Whoop de whoop. He's like, we got, we got to let you go because we said it's a mandatory event. Yeah. Even though you know, I I was a great worker at that point. I'm a board operator. Got it. You know, I was a great board operator, but I I missed a mandatory right. event. Yeah. But luckily, like I reached out to him like a few a few years later because like like you said with, with the itch, you know. So I, I graduate from college, mm -hmm. and at that point, I was still like working. For I worked at the movie theater at Union Station. Like okay. I started at when I was in my senior year of high school, and I worked my way up to like a supervisor. Okay. But I was like, all right, you know, I need to find something else. I ended up applying for like Finish Line mm -hmm. and became a, a manager at Finish Line. Okay, so that's that's what I'm doing after college. college I'm, yeah. sell, I'm selling shoes. But I'm like, I didn't go to college to sell shoes. Listen, okay? <laughs> I, I firmly understand. God took four and a half years to get my degree. And the only thing that would hire me is a sales associate yeah. at Ralph Lauren. Listen, we had to do what we had to do. Yeah. Like, even like I had another internship my senior year. I was at XM Radio literally when they first launched. Okay. Uh, I was hoping that it would have got picked up into a time, job, yeah. but it, it didn't, even though they used me. They, my role, listen, I ended up filling in on air while the XM radio. Wow. Like, that's that's how that station was. It was like a teen talk station that they, they had when they first launched. Okay. And I was like, oh, man. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm probably going to get it because yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm editing the shows. Yeah. I'm putting in, uploading the recaps and yeah. all that. And y'all had me filling in for y'all actual paid host. <laughs> Make it make sense. Make it make sense. But <laughs> it, 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 it didn't happen. So working at Finish Line for like two, three years, that's when I reached back out to Reggie and asking for uh, another shot of, you know, being on the radio over, right. over, you know, getting back as a board operator. And, you know, I was, I was again, I was a good worker right. back then. I just had to make an example. But right. me being that good at what I do. Is, Your character spoke for itself. Yeah, it spoke for itself. So that's why he he allowed me to come back on, and I, I worked my way up, you know, at, at the radio station, doing all that, and then I was sports wise. So this is something that <laughs> is kind of wild. Like I think I the first time I applied for the Mystics position, I want to say maybe around like 28, 2010, something something wrong along mm -hmm. them lines. Okay. 20, but between two two thousand eight. 2011 i think mm. and somebody at the station told me about it okay and it was like you know we're gonna have you go you know the, the mystics are looking for a dj so when I, I i did the interview and 
you know, I just I just wasn't ready. Like it was things they was asking me, and I was like, eh, no. Nah. They was asking me, you know, to show examples. Like I just. It, it, but it, you was in the room. I was in the room. It, it wasn't my time. Right. It, it wasn't my time, and you know, but somebody saw something, and they told you. It, it told me. It, it it told me, and so then I ended up applying like three more times over the years. Like I applied in 2014. I applied in 2015. Mm-hmm. I applied in 2017. <laughs> until eventually, that's when it happened. And, and the other thing that's crazy is each time it was somebody else that told me about the position somebody everybody <laughs> said dj heath nobody wanted to what was what's y'all problem <laughs> so you know 2017 that's where they uh you know was finally get back in the door because 2014 2015 i never even got a call back or even they they didn't even probably glance mm-hmm, at my application mm-hmm. like the 2015 one is when they asked for an elevator pitch video and i sent it and i could tell that they, they ain't, ain't nobody watched the video because yeah. the, the, the views didn't change. Change. Nothing looked, no. They, they didn't look mm-hmm. at it. But 2017, you know, I was ready to just, like, give up. <laughs> but I'm getting told again, like, he, the mystic's looking for a DJ, blah, blah. Oh, my man, I done plugged this joint. Like, By this time, I, y'all need to come uh, get me. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> I done came after y'all. Y'all come get me. Exactly. He was like, nah, for real, do it this time. So I I, I did a shout out. Shout out to Trey. Trey's the one that, that, that told me about it. It's my bro. Yeah, so Trey told me, and it, and it you know, when they, I actually got an email back. Like, oh, look oh. at God. <laughs> so it was like send in, first it was like send in like a sample mix. Okay. And I, and I did that. And then it was like, okay, we having auditions on this day. Come out for the auditions. Okay. And it, it felt like, it felt like almost like a game show type of thing. They had like, Real? listen, they had like two different DJ booths set up across from each other. What? And they was throwing out scenarios to us about, okay, it's such and such, such and such. And this just happened. What song are you going to play? Blah, 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 blah. So, but and, preparing you for that quick, because the quickness in game time, mm-hmm. you always got to be prepared to, yeah. to oh, have a oh, song, yeah. to have a song ready. So, Okay, so after the audition, yeah. how long does it take you to get an answer? Uh, I think I think about like two weeks. So you yeah. went for let's say almost ten years, so nine yeah. nine years yeah. to get a two week response. Yeah. <laughs> As I, I just want somebody to pay attention to this. <laughs> took you nine years. Yeah. You did your you did your dream. Mm-hmm. You did radio. Mm-hmm. But the itch from the athletic perspective of it was just like, yo, I know I can do this. Yeah. Especially since everybody keeps saying, saying, yo, just keep doing it. Yeah. And and I, I say that because, you know, I it took me six years right. to get at the station. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, six years to now almost be four years in, mm-hmm. sometimes the ability to just have faith enough to keep pushing Listen. and keep going, <laughs> your time will eventually turn into a two-week response. Listen, I tell people it's not based on when you think you're ready. It's when yeah. the universe knows yeah. that it's your time and yeah. that you're ready. 100%. So, all right, you become the DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the time frame of becoming the DJ, are you now? Are you getting? Is it solidifying you more as a DJ? Like, are you getting more opportunities? What does this look like? Yeah, yeah. Like off off the break, I felt like uh, they trusted and believed in me. Uh, shout out to uh, Jared Ronsky, who was um, my boss at the time, was doing mm-hmm. the auditions, and I actually kind of had a little cheat code for the auditions okay because i started researching you know before auditions i was researching sports music got it and i came across this website where this again person, being a go-getter listen you got to like i'm like all right i want to learn everything i can about sports music and, mm-hmm. and sports djing so the, the website i came across had different playlists and songs for all types of different situations in sports okay it turns out that website is ran by uh, my boss I auditioned for. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't find out until after. Yeah, boy, this is so insane. literally like I downloaded so many songs that he mentioned on his site. Yeah, so here I am, like this is what he likes with those situations. situations. Here's the guy giving me is literally him giving me these situations. So I had already organized all the crates, crates. for different situations yeah. based on his website. <laughs> 
Hey, yo. Yeah, you won. You won all the... He was cheating for real. He didn't even know he was getting played. Like, he didn't know. Yeah, yeah. He did. I don't think I ever told him. <laughs> well, he knows now. Yeah, so. <laughs> he knows now. Thank, thank you, Jerry. Listen, yeah. your site, Jerry, came... came yeah. Who knew I was auditioning for the person that ran the website? Okay. You're a female DJ. Mm-hmm. Has it been tough? Has it representing um, not only just being a female, mm-hmm. LGBTQ, just, mm-hmm. like... Have you had any pushback? I, I haven't, um, thankfully, and I feel like that's because when it comes to female DJs, our skills, like people could probably doubt us, mm-hmm. but our skills is really going to reflect yeah. if we're good or not. So with me like starting off in, in 2017 with the Mystics, even though I'm, I'm new, mm-hmm. didn't know much about sports DJing, period, yeah. Um the, the staff was very encouraging okay with and with giving me feedback because it's like they i think they knew that like you know she really takes this seriously, seriously. she wants to learn mm-hmm. she wants to grow so that's how i felt like i got trusted before i even became the wizards dj right. when the other dj was out they had me fill in a mm-hmm. few times mm-hmm. for the wizards games got it and same thing when um at the same time monumental sports we also had the arena football team right and they trusted me to fill in to do uh, arena football so here i am nine growing. years and now you're doing every damn I'm doing, team i'm doing every i'm doing every <laughs> sport so i'm fitting in you know doing that and, and also just you know just just the network that the sports world is very small it is. the sports industry everybody is super small which i actually see as a good thing as well because you know, people is like this family atmosphere and, mm-hmm. and folks always want to learn and pull from each other and yep. have no problem giving advice or suggestions. It's like, it ain't like they trying to like, you know, gatekeep or hide anything. So it's like, yeah. anytime like I, I needed advice mm-hmm. from someone else, like they're, they're, they're there. They're, yeah. It's a, it's amazing to me because, um, in, in other arenas or other atmospheres, um, women catch the most hell Mm. and i think the sports landscape for women is starting to evolve even more in multiple capacities Mm -hmm. um but because of your faithfulness and your determination and just being able to listen Mm. at times um your abilities have taken you so many different places at this point yeah (laughs) top five events that you've done Oh man, top five events that I've done. Can can the Wubble be considered an event? You so, did do the Wubble. Yeah, spending the whole WNBA season, uh, that pandemic season in 2020 in Florida. How was that? Okay, because <laughs> I heard security was not playing. So for me, our crew, it was different. Okay. Because we didn't stay like the the top tier staff and players of course stayed at uh the img academy okay. on that campus i yeah. guess it, almost like that a college type atmosphere mm-hmm. and you know they really couldn't go anywhere and this and that the the part of staff i was with mm-hmm. they had us just in a regular hotel wow. so i was able to go Golden even time. though i was being like very cautious because again this is 20 we don't know anything Dang. yeah it's 2020 we don't have a vaccine or nothing yet um so I would like the most I would do like I would go for walks. Okay, okay. <laughs> Since you know I'm in Florida, it's, yeah. it's nice weather. Yeah. You know, we was right by uh, a river walk, so I would okay. go on walks. It'd be manatees sometimes in the water okay. and, and, and dolphins. <laughs> I was like, oh. Then I found this uh, real cool black-owned vegan restaurant that was like a few blocks from our hotel. Nice, and, and they became like my my family yeah 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 because yeah, i was just so happy like oh sisters yeah. like because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm i'm in florida, florida yeah yeah i mean like i mean listen every I, the, the, <laughs> the flags were flying oh my for, goodness for, for that guy they oh, they was man. they was hardcore wow <laughs> they was hardcore yeah you in agent orange territory oh, man listen even the boats the people had them on their boats it was a whole wow. rally one time when i was out for a walk i was like let me take my butt back yeah to my hotel yeah 100 percent rally <laughs> okay so wubble is one wubble is one um of course winning the championship in 2019 yes 
you know, you can't can't beat that feeling. For the Mystics. Yeah, for the yeah. Mystics in the championship. You know, keep going, because <laughs> I have a gripe. I have a gripe with that. Okay. Uh what other event was super dope? Um I I guess first time uh traveling with the Wizards, because in my first season we did the London games. Nice. So going to London was cool and also most recently uh going to uh Japan. Nice. For the Japan games. And so what? That's four. So I need like one more. Uh, probably. I feel like I feel like I should list. Oh, WNBA All Star was lit too. Yeah. I know I should probably list like NBA All Star, but that was my like so far. It's been my first and only, only? one. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, I was not. <laughs> I was not. Listen, I, like, this is how y'all. But but by the time I started doing like other events, I realized like you know a lot of people don't see how much like many rehearsals and mm-hmm. long days go into planning mm-hmm. these big sporting events. Mm-hmm. So once I got around to something like WNBA All Star, mm-hmm. and most recently in Japan, we had like fifteen hour rehearsal days. I was mm-hmm. prepared, so I guess I think like Chicago since that was like my first introduction to a big scale yeah. NBA production. You got it. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> what, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> we just rehearsed for eight hours straight. Yeah. And now the game is about to start. start. I can't, I, I'm hungry. <laughs> I gotta like go straight from rehearsals <laughs> into the game. What is that? But again, once yeah. I did, listen, so by the time I did WNBA All-Star at these yeah. Japan games, yeah. already was prepared. <laughs> so, okay. As we wrap, I'm going to say my gripe, and then I want you to speak on something. Uh My my gripe is um, I still believe that the Mystics Uh should have had a parade. Um, (laughs) I don't like the fact that the first championship did not get celebrated properly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a tough thing as well because – yeah, a lot of people don't realize a lot of team had to go to the uh, overseas, overseas team. And that's the next thing that I have. We're going to have to bring you back because we're going to have to talk about it anyway. Because, you know, the so fact the that these people still was, have to work. And then, yeah. like, literally, next day, win like, championship yeah. and get on a flight. Get on a flight. What? Yeah, they had to, like, literally, like, catch a flight. Like, that's why we ended up doing something, like, the next morning. Like, those 24 hours of winning the championship, uh, there was an after party, of course. Of course. <laughs> so... And then since we knew, like, a lot of the players had to go overseas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they did something the next morning. Like, listen, we've been. I hated it. No, we've I'm been just in La We was it. in La Like, the after party was, like, at La Vie. So okay. we got to La Vie, turn it up till 3 a.m. Who knows where, where the rest of the team mm-hmm. went once La Vie closed. And to break us back here in the morning. morning and then in the same breath, <laughs> my flight is uh, right. 14 hours. <laughs> exactly. To, to wherever I'm going. Is, yeah, I hated so it. So that's I why the it, plan yeah. was to have it probably, like kick off like the yeah. next season. But we we didn't know that COVID. Was, yeah. Was, was, I, was I, I can't. I, I, I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> I renegotiate the CBA. Uh, Neca, Cheney, mm-hmm. um, the whole squad, like they've done a great job when it comes to what we've done now. But I'm I'm so proud that Stewie is leveraging her ability to go to New York oh, yeah. for chartered flights, especially with BG. Yeah. After her entire yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, and it was good to see her and Sherelle at uh Super Bowl yes, weekend. Like smiling like, and that just was enjoying the moment. Just still her being able to be yeah. here is something that yeah. I don't take for granted. No, and she said she's playing this season. She's too. playing, and I'm going to a game. I don't care if it costs me my toe. <laughs> going to a game. Yeah, I, yeah that's going to be, woo, I'm, I'm already thinking about how that. Yeah, 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 I'm definitely yeah. going to be. Uh, before, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. um, you have not only triumphed in areas that a lot of females um, celebrate you, mm-hmm. but there is one thing that you were battling the entire time. Mm. While DJing mm-hmm. for years, man. <laughs> um, endometriosis, yeah. polyps, yeah, man. Uh, fibroids. fibroids. Listen, the uterus was tilted. <laughs> you, you, I don't know a more stronger individual because I, I'll never. We, we did an event together, uh-huh. and you could see you fighting through pain. Oh, man. Like, on a regular basis. Yeah. And you just be like, I still got to go DJ this. Yeah. You, sh- you still got to make a living. You yeah. don't show up. You don't get paid. Exactly. Um, you know, and so, it. talk about your journey with, with that mm-hmm. um, 
once you found out what it was, because you were actually misdiagnosed. Yeah. So <laughs> talk, talk about the misdiagnosis and then how it finally, how you were finally able to get to the procedure. Yeah, like from a young age, I had always been in pain with my cycles. Uh, the first time I brought it up actually is that I was in college. Mm. I was at Morgan. Uh, I went to our medical center on campus. And at the time, like the lady was like, uh, it's a part of getting older. It's probably just going to get worse as you get older. Cramps is just going to get worse as you get older. Uh, so, okay. All right. Again, going through pain with the one doctor and when they did the scan, she was like, oh, yeah, you got, like, you got some fibroids, but they ain't that big. There ain't much of a problem yet. Mm-hmm. So, again, just, you know. Passing it through. Passing it through or trying to prescribe me, like, birth control, which mm-hmm. I, I'm, I always refuse yeah. to take because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't know what the effects is going to do. do. You, know, yeah. you know, some people, it's about your cycle been on for 500 days since Not you started really. birth ain't control. It. Like, nah. Ain't no way. Um, <laughs> So... Uh, I think around like 20, 2013, it was uh, a girl I was seeing recommended her doctor to me because, again, like you said, you see me going through pain. You know, I'm dating mm-hmm. someone. She sees me going through this pain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. How about you go see my doctor? And, you know, saw him. He was like, yeah, you know, endometriosis. And you also got these pop Like, had surgery like two weeks later to remove. So, like... <laughs> You know, like what? I'm literally in like having the surgery, like after seeing this guy, like, yeah, we gotta remove these. Uh so again, just going by and in life, I'm thinking it's all good, it's not. Uh, things keep getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. I like I I my body went through things that I do not even tell people yeah. because I don't want them getting grossed out or mm-hmm. upset. But my body went through and it really got worse in 2020 mm-hmm. during the pandemic mm-hmm. and even when i was away in florida i was going through some crazy things where i had to try to like somehow with like i said you know we couldn't be close to so certain people. people i had to talk to like one of the WNBA doctors like over the phone <laughs> wow. about what I'm, I'm going through and you know they told me oh, well this is our host hospital if it gets to that you, you, you go to this hospital right here so that was my mission like 2020 like once i get back out this bubble yeah i gotta get this fixed so you know i'm googling who the best doctors are for my condition and with fibroids uh that doctor wasn't available they had they sent me to another doctor in the same practice mm-hmm. uh shout out to dr alawodi he's an amazing mm-hmm. doctor you know we went through the whole process and, you know, he, he told me everything about, you know, like the fibroids. And that's when, that's when I found out that my uterus was also tilted. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, Sheesh. And he said, like, he asked me just one simple question. He was like, you plan on having kids? I'm like, nope. He's like, all right, let's take it out. <laughs> so, well, you do know, it. Had, had, had that surgery, but the, uh, the day after Thanksgiving in, in 2021, literally the day after Thanksgiving, I had that surgery where they, you know, they had uh, my, my hysterectomy done, mm-hmm. and they also ended up uh, removing my appendix as well, which I knew wow. was a, a possibility because if it's in the way, then we gotta yeah. get the, the appendix gotta go because oh. it's, it's in the way of us getting to what we need to get, what we need to get to. Wow! <laughs> so I, I, I kind of gotta remember that sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, I did. I, not only was my uterus removed, but my appendix was removed as God well. <laughs> Since having the surgery, yeah, you've spoken out on it seldomly. Yeah. Um, and I can still tell it. it it's like a freedom, but at the same time, it's emotional because yeah. of the amount of pain. <sighs> That you went through, and I can only see it, and you felt it every day. Um, what is, what is the message that you send now to ladies that um, are scared because mm-hmm. some females still want to have kids, but yeah. you made a decision like it was either my pain yeah. level or yeah. me not have kids. Yeah. Um, and that's naturally, but that doesn't yeah. mean you can't adopt or whatever right. that may be if you right. choose to. Yeah. But what would what would you say? Um. The first thing I always tell women is if if you know your pain doesn't feel normal, mm-hmm. and if doctors are sh- keep going till you find somebody else, yeah, 
because like we said like people just just shrug it off especially mm-hmm. you know with, with with black women they don't take our pain as serious yeah we sadly hear stories all the time about black women who have lost their lives mm-hmm. in hospitals because they wasn't taken seriously they were saying no this don't feel right no mm-hmm. this somebody check on me please yeah and then you know sadly you don't realize after they passed like okay they was right they did have something, something going, going on, on that was misdiagnosed so please Keep finding that doctor yeah. that's going to work for you. You know, if you want to have children, there are alternatives. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are procedures you can have, especially if you have fibroids. Right. There are procedures that you can have you, where, you know, you can get them all removed and you're still fine with having children. If, you, if you're like me and you reach the point where, you know, you're not going to have mm-hmm. children. I know people worried about, oh, a hysterectomy, like, you know. Am I gonna go through menopause? Am I, well, don't don't get the total thing. Right. Done. Yeah. It's it, it's so many different options out there. But again, the the key thing is if you are going through this pain every month and nobody's taking it seriously, yeah. Find a doctor that will. <laughs> DJ Heat, <laughs> man, you know what? It's so crazy. I think about it. Um, you uh, you went. You were a reader. Yeah. In your younger days. Yeah. Um. You were a writer yeah. leading up to your career. All of the reading and writing allowed you to be able to pay attention to how to study yourself even more mm. and then be more patient with the process of not only becoming where you are and getting to where you are, but where you're headed. Amen. So, you know, I salute the process of it all because oh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's an insane journey. Um, we didn't even get to like half of your journey, <laughs> but... Uh, we gotta have you back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and definitely. I'm and I'm I'm excited for the growth. Uh, listen, of course, thank you for watching. Uh, more great content on the way. This does not move without you. Again, remember to subscribe. Uh, thank you, DJ Heat. Thank you for having me, man. This and tell great. them how they can follow you. Hey, on everything at DJ Heat DC. That's on the Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook at DJ Heat DC. All right, and we'll see you on the next episode.